Hello and welcome to another podcast brought to you by Life Community Church, Leamington Spa. Recorded at one of our Sunday morning services, we hope this message inspires, equips and encourages you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. So as Chris said, we are, we are doing a series called Summer in the Psalms. Summer in the Psalms. And um, Pete kicked us off last week. And it, it's quite funny actually because when... When I saw the title of the series, um, when Dave sent it around, there's two things that really sprung to my mind in, in, the first, in the first instance. It was, first of all, did anyone see the rain that we had last week? It didn't really feel like summer, summer to me. And, and I saw, saw the rain and it continued to rain. I thought, wow, are we, are we actually in summer yet? Um, but, but, you know, we're in the UK anyway. So, and then the second thing was, did he miss a part of his title? Because to me, summer in the Psalms... Under the Palm Trees would have been a much better, better title. And for me, that would have been great. As the church treasurer as well, treasurer as well we can all go out to the Caribbean somewhere and do this series in the hot sun under some palm trees. That would be brilliant. And everyone said, amen. No, yeah, but it's, it's great. And I think it's a good opportunity to spend some time looking at some psalms. And when we get to summertime... And I think about summer and what summer means to me. It's, it's a time of relaxation. It's a time of reflection. It's a time just to try and kick back and chill. A lot of people travel. A lot of people go away and visit friends, loved ones, family. And it's a time where we, where we have an opportunity maybe not to, to catch up and do things that we don't ordinarily do. And... For me, looking and reading into the Psalms was quite interesting because it's a fantastic collection of books, poetry and words of wisdom and, and praise, which we can use and apply in our life, and, and especially during this time where we're kind of relaxing and re- re- reflecting. And so Pete kicked us off last week, um, and he looked at Psalm 121 about God's protection. And it was a really good message Pete shared with us last week because he took us back to July 2007 and when we had the great floods of Leamington Spa and then the neighboring areas. And he, he really demonstrated to us what it, what it is to have God's protection and how he really identified with God's protection during that, that terrible flood. And then he, him and his wife were caught on, 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 their, on their barge boat and the things that they had to, to go through and the experiences that, they, that he shared. And that really encouraged me. And so I thought to my, myself, actually, there's some Psalms which have really impacted in my life and grow, growing up. And I, and I wanted to share one particular Psalm, psalm with you. So Pete took us back to 2007. I'm, I'm planning to take you back slightly further. I'm taking you back to 2000. 2000 was the year when I was in my final year of university. And I know it's hard to believe. I don't look that old. I can see you all looking at me saying, that can't be true. I I know. What is it? Stunned silence. Yeah, that can't be true. So 2000, I was was, was at university. And and the reason I picked that particular year, because for me, that was a year where I, I would say I encountered probably some of my greatest challenges um, and some of my, what I would say, my initial first challenges with regards to, um, I guess, my Christian faith, but then also really having to rely on God when things were not going according to what I wanted them to go. Um, and also with regards to, with regards to challenges with health, 
challenges with next steps and what have you. So 2000, and 2000 was the year, I was in my final year, and my parents had sent me to university to study, as, as, as they do, and I found myself doing lots of other activities alongside studying, and one, one of the activities I found myself doing was American football. And I used to love playing American football, and in that particular year, I was started off and I was doing, doing really, really well alongside my, my studies as, as well, clearly. And I, I found myself in a situation where in the middle of a game, I went to run and I looked down at my foot and my foot was looking back at me at an unusual direction. And what had happened was I had dislocated my ankle and broken my ankle and, and my foot was waving at me in an unusual fashion. And so I, I lay there on the ground there for a bit, contemplating, contemplating life generally, and, and, and wondering, and I thought to myself, actually, it was, it was an unusual, un, unusual sensation because I, I still remember it vividly to this day. And I thought to myself, first thing when I looked down, I thought, that doesn't look right. My next thing was, I'm not gonna look at it again. And then the third thing was, what am I having for lunch today? <laughs> I could really do with a nice big bucket of KFC. And I instant, instantaneously went to, I'm just going to try and relax myself. But it was my fi final year, and I was rushed to hospital. I was operated on Im immediately. And I, my leg was in a cast for two months, non-weight bearing for three, four months. And this was all in my last year of uni. So I, I had, all of a sudden, I became immobile. I wasn't able to go to lectures. I wasn't able to go and, and, and hear what I needed to do to, in order to pass, pass my exams. So I had friends bringing me um, notes. I had um, um, lectures emailing me stuff. I had a computer loaned to me by the uni university. And all of this was going on, and it was not part of my plans. It was not part of what I was planning to do in my last year. My last year was all about passing my exams, play, continuing to play American football, having success in, in both. Then, fast forward on a few more months when I finally got myself back up on my feet. Um, after my operation, I had, I had a metal plate and six, seven screws holding my, my ankle in, in place. Then, towards the end of that year, um, my, my ankle got in, in, infected. So what that meant was um, I had serious issues and skin allergies and, and various bits and bobs that all of a sudden, a week or two weeks before me sitting my final exams, I found myself in a situation where my health was poorly again and I potentially wasn't able to, to take, my, take my exams and what have you. And I remember one time when I was there lying, lying in bed in, in, in the last year and a good friend of mine um, says to me, and he, 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 he came into to my room and said, you need to meditate on Psalm 91. And that's the first time, actually, where I'd, I'd encountered and read Psalm 91 to, to a level and degree where it impacted my life in, in such, such a way. When everything I had planned and laid out, and it wasn't going according to how I wanted it to go, and then all of a sudden, I'm there lying on my bed in, in dire pain and what have you, and I started reading Psalm 91. And... There's something that clicked within me and something that I want to hopefully try and bring out and share with you today as, as I take you through, take, take you through this. So I want to I 
I'm going to read, read you through Psalm 91 now, actually, just to, just to begin with. And I'm reading from the New Living Trans- Translation, and I'm going to read it through, and then I'm going to try and pull out some, some key points and some key bits which I think would help encourage us all encourage, and encourage me at my time. And some of the things which regards which we can take as tool and u- use, use ourselves as, as, as powerful, powerful I guess the weapons and the equipment with regards to our walk with, with, with our Christian faith. So, reading from Psalm 91, it says, Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrows that fly in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousands are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home, for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so you don't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. And I read that. At my time when I was in, in my bed and I, I was thinking to myself, things can't get any worse. I'm in so much pain. The doctors don't know what, what they're doing. Or It was just a really, really challenging time emotionally, physically. And the real thing when I, when I read that passage and, and the thing that I carried with me from that day onto this day, when I encountered similar problems, those of you that will know, I had a, a knee issue la- last year as well. The things I carried from back in 2002, 2000, and the first thing really I wanted to share with you was to dwell in the shade, dwell in the shade. And we serve an awesome God. We serve a God who is so almighty, he's great, he's omnipotent, he's alpha and omega. He is big. He is massive. He controls and sees everything. And for me, big objects create big shades. Big objects create big shades. So when we serve an almighty God and an amazing, amazing God, the shade is going to be big enough to carry all of our problems shelter us from all of our issues. There's nothing too small with regards to being in God's shade. And to me, shade is, is, 
protection. It's being able to say, well, actually, I'm going to dwell in the almighty God's shade because I'm following in what he has ordained and called me to do. Therefore, I'm covered. So you might be going through health issues today. You might be going through physical challenges like I was going back in 2000 and, and just quite, quite re recently. You might have issues with your job, with your studies, family, relationships. God says, don't worry about those things. Focus your energy on dwelling in his shade. Focus your energy on following him so you're in his shade. He, you're in his protection. You know, I always have this image. Where, where, again, when I, I go back to the palm tree analogy. Where, when, I, when I had the opportunity to visit my family in Trinidad and Tobago, and we, we were on the beach, when the sun is beaming down so hot, it's not wise to stay out in the sun and get burnt. It's not, it's not wise to sit there. So people go and take shade. They take shade under palm trees. They put umbrellas up. They take shade. And the shade protects you. It take, it take, the shade protects you from the, from the elements. It's the shade protects you. And so we, if we serve an almighty and awesome God, we should be willing to say, well, actually, God, I'm going to come and dwell in your shade because that's where I have my protection. That's where I'm going to, to, to take myself out from that bright, bright light which is burning my skin. And I'm going to dwell in your shade. I'm going to dwell in your shade. And the thing, the thing is, as well, is I look at the story of, of the um, Israelites when they were moving, and, um, moving towards the promised land and the challenges they encountered. You know, some of them through their own doing and what have you. But it's funny how sometimes we... God has a, a calling and, a, and, and has, a, has a desire and, and divine purpose for where he wants us to be, where he wants us to go. And sometimes the path might not be straight. It might not be simple. It might not be straight, straightforward. But we need to dwell in his shade to make sure that we get to our promised land. Every time we look at the Israelite story, when they decided to come out of his shade, they encountered problems. They found themselves walking around for 40 extra years because they weren't obedient. They weren't, they weren't trusting of what God can do. For me, they came out of his shade. We need to dwell in his shade. That means we need to immerse ourselves in his word. We need to take him on, on what he promises are to us and hold on to it and believe it with all our might so that we are protected at all times in his shade. I look at, I look at that, that story and, and again I reflect it on my own self and my own plans. Sometimes we expect us, our, our journey to be straightforward. Really, really, really is. But God knows and God has a plan. Our, our responsibility is to trust in him. Our responsibility is to spend time in the word, spend time praying to him, spend time trusting in him so that we, we know we're always in his shade. And it's hard. I know it's hard. And I, I, I sit there and again, I remember the times when I had challenges 
with regards to looking for accommodation and when I'd finished my, my studies and where I was going to live. And we can ex exert and spend so much time and energy being anxious, being fearful, being worried, when actually we just need to spend the tenth of that time praying and praising God. Praying and praising God and saying, God, I give this situation to you. I'm going to give this situation to you so I can just relax, chill in your shade and not worry about it. It's all about relaxing in his shade because we are putting it all on his doorstep and saying, God, I hand this problem over to you and I'm going to trust you and I'm going to dwell in your shade. I'm going to dwell in your shade. He is my refuge and my fortress. He is my refuge and my fortress. And to me, it's about knowing where you get your, your strength and your power and your source from. It's about being able to run to that secure and safe place. Being able to run to that secure and safe place. And that's why it brings me on to my, my second point, really. And I've touched on it already. It's about divine protection. Divine protection. For me, Psalm 91 is about divine, divine protection. It's about knowing who you are in Christ. Knowing about the fact that Jesus died for your sins. Jesus died for my sins. He has overcome death. He has overcome death so that we might have the right standing with God. There's nothing you've done in your life which is beyond God's forgiveness. There's nothing you've done which is beyond receiving God's divine protection. We just have to understand and appreciate and acknowledge who we are in Christ for that divine protection. And it's hard, again, sometimes, and I go back to our walk, because when we face challenges, when we face difficult times, those passages which we sing with all our hearts and the songs we sing with all our hearts, the passages we read with so much conviction, when trouble comes our way, sometimes we forget them so easily. And that's why I always encourage us all and encourage myself to write them down, make them easily accessible when we face those challenges so that we are better equipped and prepared to face them and go through them. Because when we know who we are in Christ, we have that right standing. We understand and appreciate that God took his time to create us. So therefore, he's going to protect us. So there's nothing you will face which God doesn't already know about and that God cannot overcome. And understanding that we have that divine protection. We are God's children. We are God's children. I spent some time as well when I was going through my difficult time back in 2000. And I was, and I was, look, and I was reading this passage for the first time, really, and, and really, really breaking it down. And for me, again, it was, there's something, again, my friend shared, shared with me at the time. And, and what I want to, to kind of really relay to you again, it's, Understanding, building upon understanding who you are in Christ, but then understanding what power you have and that what Christ has put in, put in you. 
Proverbs 18 verse 21 talks about life and death is in the power of the tongue. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. So if we have such a powerful weapon, which is our voice, which is our tongue, the words we say, the things we confess, it makes us powerful, it makes us special, it makes us unique in regards to to our, our, our position here on earth and what God has called us to do. And I went back and I read that verse back again in 2000, uh, 2000 when I was going through my challenge at the time. And I, and I changed that passage into a declaration. I made it personal to me. I made it personal to my circumstance. And I reread it again and again and again. And what I found was it was like Cleansing your spirit, like cleansing your soul, because the words are, are so powerful when you put yourself as the first person perspective. And it became a declaration. It became like a, a spiritual cleansing. It became like reading something to me, which when I stepped out, made me walk different, talk different, because I knew who I was in Christ and what he had promised to me. So I became, I, I use it as a declaration. And I'm, I'm going to read you that passage again. And I, what I've done, I've tweaked it slightly. I and mean, this brings me on to my third point, which is decide to declare. Decide to declare. I'm going to read it again. But what I've done, I've changed the passage in the sense of made it personal. I've made it personal. So if we, if we move on, and I'm, going to, I'm going to read it again. It's a bit small on the screen, but I'm going to read it again. I'm going to read it. In the first person. So it says, I live in the shelter of the Most High, and I find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about my Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him. He, for he will rescue me from every, from every trap and protect me from deadly disease. He will cover me with his feathers. He will shelter me with his wings. His faithfulness promises, his faithful promises are my armor and protection. I am not afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrows that fly by day. I do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand may fall at my side, though ten thousand are dying around me, these evils will not touch me. Just open my eyes and see how the wicked are punished. The Lord is my refuge. The Most High is my shelter. No evil will conquer me. No plague will come near my home. For he will order his angels to protect me wherever I go. They will hold me up with their hands so I won't even hurt my foot on a stone. I will trample upon lions and cobras. I will crush fierce lions and serpents under my feet. The Lord says he will rescue me as I love him. He will protect me as I trust in his name. When I call on him, he will answer. He will be with me in trouble. He will rescue and honor me. He will reward me with a long life and give me his salvation. Now, when I read it, I declare it. I declare it with my heart. I declare it because that's promises. 
That's promises that we serve an awesome God and he provides protection. That's promises that no matter what you're going through, God is in control. He is protecting you and is asking you to come within his shelter. Come within his shades. Divine protection. And I would, I would encourage you to read that. And when it's passages like that which, which become so much more powerful when you switch it to regards to to making it personal, making it a, a personal declaration. What your words you speak are powerful. I would encourage you to read that. If not, not sure where you are in your, in your prayer life or, or even if you, if you pray at all or you struggle to pray, I, I would encourage you to read in Psalm 91. Read it. If it's not daily, weekly, start weekly, whatever it is, read it and declare it. Declare it because there's so much power, so much power in those words, so much power with regards to how you can use that and equip and use that in your, in your life. So if I was to summarize, Psalm 91 for me was a passage that really, really helped, helped me grow in my faith, helped me grow when I was in trouble. I would say dwell in, dwell in God's shade, spend time in his word, spend time understanding what promises he has for you. Divine protection comes with regards to being a follower of Christ. God looks after his people and trust him in all, what, all that you do. Decide to declare. Understand who you are in God and understand that the power you have within your tongue and what you declare. Use it. Use it to cover yourself, cover your families, cover your relationships, cover your workplace, your job situation, your housing situation, whatever it is. Use your words positively. Use it to declare. Read that passage and declare it over your life and your household's life. There's so much power and there's so much worth in it. And I would just encourage you all with that. God bless. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed this message. For many more resources and for more information, visit our website at www.life.com dash cc dot org